Welcome to a special edition of Game of Owns. This is Eric Skull, and I'm here with Micah Tannenbaum. Unsullied, beware. This episode is our second ever spoiler episode of Game of Owns, which means I, in just a moment, will be hightailing it out of here because I do not want to be spoiled. But the two hosts of this episode have been spoiled. They've read all of the books, and they're here to discuss their thoughts on the upcoming Season 5, keeping in mind what happens in the books. Without further ado, let me introduce the second host, my great friend, Andrew Walker. Hello, Andrew. Hi, Eric. Thank you. Thank you for uh, thank you for having me. This is awesome. Andrew has always been as successful as Micah in keeping from me the biggest secrets that are coming, but he is responsible for getting me into the Game of Thrones series and continuing to inspire me uh, of tales of what's to come without spoiling it. So I'm excited, but I'm also, like I said, getting out of here. Micah, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. You're in my seat, though. Yeah, I am in his seat, so I gotta get going. But uh, please, seriously, if you're unsullied, just like me, don't listen. This is your warning. All right, spoiler discussion will follow. All right, well, uh, thanks for my seat, Eric. I appreciate that. And uh, as Eric mentioned, uh, we will give you one final spoiler warning here. Uh, please, if you have not read past where we've read in the series, turn your iPhone, iPod, all other devices off and uh, go outside, have a walk. I'm sure it's nice out. We got a chance last night at dinner, I think, to subtly talk through some things because Eric was there as well. Uh, we didn't want to spoil him or anybody else who was at the table, but there's a lot to anticipate here uh, with with season five, both from a sullied and unsullied uh, perspective. But uh, we had the most recent trailer released at the Apple event um, not that long ago, and so I just wanted to get your initial thoughts, Andrew, about what you saw. Oh, that was a fantastic trailer. And uh, it's, it's really exciting because I, th- I think the reason we're doing this is one, it's, it's one of the last chances for, for posterity to get thoughts down before the season starts. And uh, I think we're doing this j- just to sort of get an unsullied perspective on what's going to happen in the season. Because after, after uh, season five is over, I think it's safe to say that all bets are off and every everyone's going to be unsullied by June if uh, if what we're hearing is to be correct that they're really going to sort of leapfrog past the first five books. Yeah, exactly. And so you know, you started reading the books when I started reading the books right after the first season ended. I watched the first season of the show right when it premiered. I loved it. It was just completely drawn into the but but I knew I had not read the books and I knew nothing about it. I'd um. It was just really drawn into the, the world building and the character work. And uh, and then after the first season ended, I read all five books because the fifth book came out that summer. And uh, yeah, I've been kind of really obsessed ever since. Nice. As as most of us are. So are you are you able to differentiate much between the book and the show or, you know? Yeah, I am. I'm really kind of ha- I'm content just to let them be their own things. Um, I've always been a big fan of movies, of, of TV and, and of books, just arts and entertainment in general. And I 
I, I think everything has their, has its own has its own value, and I think a lot of the adaptation choices that Benioff and Weiss have done have been very smart in sort of keeping the show focused. You know, it's such a huge cast of characters, and I think they've done a really great job on picking the core group of characters and keeping it rigidly focused on them in a way that Martin just kind of tends can often tend to go all over the place. So I think the show has has that as an advantage. Okay. So you're you're comfortable then with the show really now at this point going in its own in its own direction and potentially spoiling book readers who have paid, you know, with years of their time, you know, assuming that you are somebody who <laughs> really enjoyed the series when it first came out or maybe even a couple of years later now you've you've been on this journey for close to 25 years and now you have the chance of a TV show taking the place of something that you are really looking forward to to reading yourself yeah it's um it's hard it, it, it's a dilemma it is a dilemma and I would almost, I would really I would completely understand if uh, if some people didn't want to keep watching the show but from i just sort of get the sense that from here on out it's it's going to be very different than what's going to be in the shows the first couple seasons were relatively very faithful but i think i think from from what we get from here on out um Benioff and Weiss from what we've heard about casting from what we've heard um or or the lack of casting from what we've heard about various story points and some of the interviews and the promotion that they're doing that they're really forging their own their own path from here on out and yeah. that uh so so I think the stories are going to be different there's whole subplots that probably will not make it onto the show and uh if the characters that are in the books that aren't don't end up being on the show play a big part then I, I think the stories will at least be different enough that, that. Yeah. And, and you actually raised that point uh, last night, specifically related to certain characters where you feel like the overall direction, maybe they were initially planning on including these characters. They even brought them onto the show and we can talk specifically about certain characters, but now they've just kind of fallen off. They're they're no longer there anymore. You you brought mm -hmm. up Gendry as a perfect example of that. Yeah, there's. Uh, so, so let me let me emphasize. Uh, let me start this point by saying this is probably something that's. I have nothing to base this on but my own assumption. I, I know a lot about the business. I kind of lot, know a lot about how the entertainment TV business works and how contracts work. And uh, at some, so this is not based on nothing more than my assumptions of what's happening behind the scenes and this may never actually be proven but uh i feel pretty confident in saying that if they benioff and dan weiss had an initial game plan for how they were going to adapt the show then it may have changed once they had we know that at a certain point like in the middle of production of season three they sat down with george r, r. martin and found out what the rest of the story was going to be he entrusted them with what the the overall uh rest of the story uh was was what what was going to happen and i i just get this feeling that um See, Benioff and Weiss have kind of made no secret that they want to wrap the show up in seven or eight 
seasons. At this point, it looks like it's going to be seven based on the recent round of contract negotiations, how all the actors were originally signed for a six year contract and it made headlines that they had renegotiated, you know, Peter Dinklage and all the rest of the core cast members for a a seventh season with big pay raises. And um, the fact that it was just one seventh season and not like a seventh, eighth or or ninth season means I, I, I think that everyone's committed to wrapping the show up in in a in seven seasons. So once they once they figured that out and once they had their conversation with George Martin and once they sort of knew where everything once they had their conversation with a uh, George R R Martin and knew where everything was hep- where everything was headed, I think they had a lot of tough choices to make and I think they uh you know they they'd laid the groundwork for stories that may or may not have ended up doing like I think when they I, I honestly think that when like the absence of Lady Stoneheart was a very controversial subject for a lot of fans that they s- seem to cut her out of the show and uh she may still appear but for the moment it looks like she won't and when they introduced the Brotherhood in season three I I, I just have the suspicion that when they introduced the Brotherhood and did the whole subplot with Arya and the Hound that they were planning on doing the Stoneheart subplot but after they had their sit down with Martin, they ultimately decided it was expendable. So who knows if we'll ever, if we'll ever see them again and, and bringing it back to Gendry, I think something similar happened, how they went through the trouble of promoting Gendry and Joe Dempsey, the actor who played him to a, a main regular cast member for season three, which kind of implies a multi-year contract. And then they dropped him entirely. So maybe his original purpose was to connect Brienne back to the brotherhood and the, just as he kind of does in in the books, but maybe not. Yeah, no, I I think that's a great point. It's something that I actually myself never thought of, but you know the fact that once they did have this meeting, a lot of things changed in terms of what was ultimately going to be important to get them to the end goal. And I think you know to your point, there's been a lot of discussion recently about how long uh, Game of Thrones is going to go on. HBO wants it to be ten seasons. Benioff and Weiss. Um, are looking probably at seven, maybe eight. Uh, and you know, we'll see kind of where that all nets itself out. There's talk about making um, you know, the final season or two into a movie. Uh, whatever makes the most money, I think that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. But Probably. From, from that trailer, though, specifically, I know there was something that really caught your attention. You had um, vaguely mentioned it to Eric without spoiling too much, but I think it's something that, that did come up on our latest episode just because – you know, at this point, um, Sansa, uh, her storyline has gotten to where it is uh, in the books. At least that's where we left off kind of at the end of, of last season. It's been modified a bit, but f- for the most part, it is uh, the book and the show have come together and we are now entering what would be considered Sully territory. Um, so just wanted to get your thoughts on, you know, seeing where she is, what she's doing and how this is all going to tie together based on plot we know from the books. Yeah, there's a shot in the most recent trailer where it it sure looks like she's in the crypts of Winterfell. And that's there, there have been some rumblings that that might have been a, a, a storyline change that Benioff and Weiss would do for the show. And this last trailer seemed to con- uh, confirm it. Now we don't know exactly what she'll be doing in Winterfell, but there's some speculation that she could either be taking the place of of a uh, Jane Poole, who 
the Boltons marry Ramsay off to in order to solidify their power in the north, pretending that she's Arya. Or uh, is Sansa there as Sansa? Is she still in disguise as Elaine? And is she keeping that secret? Um, um, well, what, yeah, and, and one comment that I heard too was, uh, could she, in in a way, take the character on of Lady Stoneheart, not actually becoming that role, but taking on Being a lot kind of, of the face of the conspiracy it, it, to take take back the North, right? Yeah, and, the, and I think that that's uh, that's an interesting point. I had read that in the comments. Mm-hmm. I think on uh, Watchers on the Wall that uh, a lot of people are are now going in that direction. Just you know the way that she is. Um, uh, depicted in the trailer, she looks very much like. Yeah, Catelyn. they've costumed her to look a lot like the way Michelle Fairley uh, was costumed as Catelyn, and I think there's a line in the trailer where, uh, uh, I think the first trailer where Littlefinger specifically tells her, "Avenge them," and yeah. so I think uh, I think she's on a mission of vengeance, yeah, going they- to Winterfell and. And is this the direction that the books are going in? We see that's a great thing. Is is even as Sully, we don't know the answer to that question because you know where we leave her uh, in book five, she's still in the Vale. Uh, so now we see her marching with um, House Aaron uh, in a number of different shots, but actually in one in particular, it looks like they're coming into a reconstructed Winterfell. Uh, so it, it's clear that she's going there this season. What her role is going to be, as you mentioned before, is really up in the air. We don't. We don't have an answer to that question, but she's going to play a major role. I know in interviews, she's actually spoken about uh, meeting up with old cast members. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Theon Greyjoy comes to mind, um, knowing that he's at Winterfell. Uh, and so now, uh, how does this all play out uh, with the Boltons, uh, knowing that uh, there's a line in the trailer from Roose Bolton about uh, Stannis wanting to take the North? Um, how does How do all three of these sort of major characters intertwined with each other now yeah this is this is there's some storylines i'm very confident in in predicting how it's going to play out this season and stannis and the boltons with now sansa as a wild card and possibly brienne as a wild card too since we see her in the trailer in an area surrounded by snow um i have absolutely no confidence in uh in predicting where this storyline is going to go but i'm very excited to see how it plays out i mean we know that Stannis and the Boltons, where the books leave us, um, they're headed toward a big showdown. But I think there's a lot of th- whether there will actually be a big battle or whether in that Game of Thrones way, something will subvert the expectations and uh, tip the advantage to one side or the other. I mean, if Sansa's there to marry Ramsay, I don't know, maybe she slits his throat on their wedding night. Maybe Brienne <laughs> comes across Stannis and uh, and kills him on side to avenge Renly. Or maybe there's just a big ba- battle and they wipe each other out and leave this enormous power vacuum in the North. I, Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of ways that could be headed because we don't know where the books are headed. So it's... Yeah, it's fun again. I mean, I remember watching the first season and, and not knowing anything that was going to happen. And so, you know, to kind of be in that position again, you know, you know a few things, you know some major plot points that are going to take place from books four and five probably in this season. But yeah, it's really, it's all conjecture at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, does Sansa come back to your to your point? And, oh, I, and think, she's, I, I and, think she's definitely there to 
get vengeance for Rob and in some way, whether she succeeds or how successful she's going to be in, uh, in taking down the Boltons from within. But I, 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 based on, based on Littlefinger telling her avenge them in the, in the trailer, I, right. I absolutely think that's what she's there to do. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see. And one thing that would be kind of cool is if she initially comes in as Elaine and nobody really knows who she is mm-hmm. and she has the basically all the troops from the Vale with her mm-hmm. and Bolton thinks that they're coming to basically be allies with him against Stannis. So in, it's in, almost like a... Yeah, I think it could, in a lot of ways it could be similar to what happens in the book, but they're sort of like merging the Ramsay's fake bride where he dresses this woman up to be a fake Arya and the the character of Wyman Manderley who comes in supposedly as a Bolton supporter but is actually there to avenge his son who died at the Red Wedding. So it's uh they're sort of merging those two characters into Sansa. It seems that seems to be how it's going to play out. And I'm very, very excited to see that happen. Yeah. Well and because we have to remember that and I don't think the Boltons really know who Sansa is. Presumably Theon, Theon will know. And, and that so will be that's where his loyalty will be tested. And mm-hmm. it may be similar to the books. Um, you know, he helps Jane escape. Yes. Uh, will he keep the secret of who Sansa is until Sansa is able to retake Winterfell? And then does she align herself uh, with Stannis, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to uh, really kind of collectively together take back the North? Uh, you know, we know that there was really no love loss necessarily between Ned and Stannis, but... Um, knowing what Sansa is, knowing what she knows, um, you know, having been at King's Landing, you would think that somebody like Stannis, you know, minus his faults, <laughs> could be somebody that she supports. Quite possibly, yes. It's um, yeah. Again, this is this. No, I, I think just because of all the unknown factors, this absolutely is the storyline I'm most excited for this season. And um, I don't know. I I think the the two Boltons, Roose and Ramsay, are absolutely fantastic villains i love them as villains on the show so sort of selfishly i hope we get a little they stick around a little while longer but uh but before they get their 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 comeuppance but um but if but if they're if they meet the end of the road this season i don't think anyone will complain (laughs) no no especially um um ramsey yeah well and roost too i mean he he killed rob yeah Uh, even though it's it's funny we just recorded the uh the chapter for the Red Wedding, uh, and mm-hmm. it, it doesn't specifically state uh, in the books that it is Roose Bolton. You just kind of interpret I think that. it's because wasn't he wearing like a pink, isn't like pink Roose's color? Yeah. And, exactly. it, and the guy who kills but Rob. But in the show, it it's the, very clear. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but you, know, you mentioned Wyman Manderley, and I know that he's been cast for this season, and he, he has another role. Has he? Has he been cast? I didn't... Yeah, I saw that somewhere. Hmm. Somewhere along the line. Okay. Uh, but he is going to... Now, he ties in with um, Davos as well, right? Uh, yes, in Davos terms of, meets up with him in book five. And in then terms they... of sending him on his mission. So mm-hmm. uh, interested to see if they play out that storyline and Davos. He may not get the order from Wyman. He may just come directly from Stannis or, or Melisandre to go after uh, Rickon, mm-hmm. um, you know, which which may be a kind of a, a a pocket or a pocket, a card in his is his back pocket. Should you know he need to negotiate it all with Sansa mm-hmm. somewhere down the line? Yeah, I have to think that eventually they're going to bring Rickon back into the story, and whether 
they do what apparently is going to happen in the books and send Davos to get him on the show. That 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 could happen, but and it would it would reveal a location I think that people have been longing to see on the show. Um, and you know, maybe it makes an appearance in the show before it, we actually get to see it in the books. Yeah, possibly, possibly. All right. Well, uh, you know, one other note of casting, I think that, that people were talking about, uh, was that the actor who plays, uh, Jack and Hygar, um, was, um, yeah, there was like a press release, which listed all the official cast members for the season and he was on there he'd been rumored to be returning but uh right. but i think that's confirmed now yeah. so i'm gonna be excited to to see him back no he he will obviously play into Arya's storyline this season yeah it uh, looks like they're substituting him in for uh the, the kindly man I yeah it was the character who, who trains Arya in uh-huh. the books but there I, I think it makes a lot of sense for for okay yeah for tv was, viewers to yeah, make him that, to that make was him gonna be my in. next question is yeah. does does he take the place of of the kindly man that's, and does that bother guess. you oh not at all yeah. not at all i think uh it keeps it easy for show viewers mm-hmm. yeah. they have all these people that uh like paying off various relationships like uh they paired Arya and gendry and i, I hope they meet, meet again later down the line but also pairing Arya with jack and way back in season two that'd be and then he comes back to train her might mm-hmm. be a nice a nice payoff for the for the tv viewers yeah. and another location um that people are interested in 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 addition to Bravos uh, of of going to this year is Dorne. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen parts of it in the trailer. Um, we've seen some of the Sand Snakes, and uh, you know a big deviation from the books though is that uh, we see Jamie yes. going to Dorne. Looks like Jamie Jamie's headed there uh, to most likely um, try and bring back Marcella or negotiate something on Poss- the part of possibly. the Crown. So, uh, what are your thoughts on? Jamie getting sent off to to Dorne. I can see why they would do that. I think it would make sense to have a uh, kind of a familiar face be the be the bridge in order to we're going to the new land yeah. and the as new, opposed the new to storyline. Oakheart, right? Uh, yeah, I think the Kingsguard there is in the book and yeah. But um another thing about the Dornish plotline that seems to have people sort of up in arms is that the POV character of that plotline in the books is uh Ariane Martell, who seems to have been cut and her role um uh looks like it's gonna be filled by Alaria Sand and the Sand Snakes, which again could be controversial, but again it sort of makes sense to me in that they're you know, they introduced Ober and Martell last year and he made such a huge impression and then uh, unceremoniously left the series. So um, in order to use the characters with like the most direct comparison to Ober and like his, uh, his, his partner and his, his daughters, I, that's in order to drive the plot forward. That, mm-hmm. uh, that makes sense to me. Yeah, you, you can understand why she would want vengeance and she's a character that people already know yeah. Uh, and have met previously. So mm-hmm. uh, for her to be the one who is going to try and uh, make, you know, to basically get revenge, mm-hmm. uh, it's understandable. One of uh, Benioff and Wife's credos for the show, which is something I agree with, is you have so many characters and you're and, and you're paying all of the actors. So if you already have established characters A, B, and C, use A, B, and C and don't introduce characters D, E, and F and 
three additional paychecks. <laughs> that seems to be uh, both well, that's good, the part good, story, we good, good storytelling that. and good uh, good business as well. Yeah, and, and, and that's that's a great point because we don't always think about that as as book readers. We want well, you know, you mentioned Ariane Martel. Mm-hmm. We want all these characters that that we've come to love and know, Lady Stoneheart, um, who you know we we feel for a character like that because she is exacting revenge for what was done to her family and and so you want that but at the same time yeah it's it is another paycheck and we don't you know our mind doesn't always go in that direction um so uh you know another character that you mentioned that you were really excited to see is the the high sparrow yeah a fantastic actor they've cast in that part uh jonathan price from brazil and all, all these great movies and uh he We've seen him in the trailer, and I, I think that storyline is going to head going to hedge fairly close to the to the books. Cersei's relationship with the sparrows—that's something I think is going to be similar to what happens in the books, and should give Lena Headey a lot of great material to work with. Yeah, and probably one of the more anticipated scenes of the season for book readers will be her her walk of her shame. Walk of shame, yeah. We know they had some problems uh, filming that scene. Supposedly that uh, the the city of whether it was Dubrovnik or wherever they were filming the scene had some uh, had some problems with it. Having a a nude woman walking down <laughs> the the city streets in sort of a religious oh, okay. district with a church yeah. and and uh, but um, apparently they they worked it out. So uh, so that that should be yeah. It's it's definitely um, much anticipated. And then uh, l- let's shift east for a little bit. Uh, and storylines are being uh, really advanced uh, from a, a timing perspective. Obviously, you know we left the end of last season with Tyrion uh, in a barrel or a box uh, headed off east. We don't. Um, at least from a show standpoint, know where he's going. But from a book standpoint, uh, you know, we know that he heads to Magister Illyrio, who then kind of sends him on this journey uh, with characters that have been completely cut out, at least for the time being, uh, as far as we know. And uh, it seems like he's going to connect with with Jorah a lot earlier than he does in the books, and that uh, he's going to end up at some point being next to uh, Daenerys, at least we've seen that from a couple of photos. Do we it, want to talk about that? Something that's like, if, if it's like interviews or something, it's yeah, like, it, is, is that something It's something that was like telephoto? Yeah, but it, pap shots, is yeah, that, is I think, that something? Oh, well, to, uh, it, I think we could talk about it a little bit, at least yeah. from the standpoint of him getting to her a lot quicker than what is in the books. Uh, because really, uh, at this point, in, the, in at least in Dance with Dragons, he's not there yet. Yeah. And so, you know, just interested what you think about, um, you know, again, I, I think it goes to what you were you were talking about earlier. You know, unless it's absolutely necessary to be there, there's a lot of plot. So mm-hmm. let's just cut it out and, and get these characters uh, as close together as possible. Maybe they don't meet even though you know some pictures may suggest otherwise um but you know just uh knowing that you now have another major character who has made his Mm -hmm. way to the east yes it it definitely looks like Tyrion and Daenerys are on a collision course which is not what happened in the books and it looks like in this aspect many often wise are absolutely speeding ahead 
of what happens and in the books with that storyline. And see, the show has been on such an incredible, the last, it's been building every year. It's becoming more and more of a successful phenomenon, worldwide phenomenon every year. And the momentum is building and it really seems that they're headed toward a, towards a goal at this point. If they did what happens in books four and five, I, 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 I no, I love the books and I, love the writing and I love the story. But if, if they did that on the show, the momentum would just stall in its tracks if they had as, cause, cause, cause not much happens. It's essentially 3000 pages of shuffling the deck in order to get characters in place for the, the final two acts. So I can see why many often wise would want to speak speed things up and I wouldn't be at all surprised if Daenerys was finally on her way to Westeros at the end of the season. But that, again, that's just a, a guess on my part. No, it's, it's a good guess because we've spent now four complete seasons, obviously with her gaining enough to be able to go back there. And I think you sort of the uprising in Marine may be the last straw for her who finally says, okay, I can't continue to do this. I can't rule over cities who don't want me to be here mm-hmm. and, you know, continue to lose men. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the pit scene that we see in the trailer is is obviously different um, from the books, but it, it seems like now, hopefully, she's finally realized that it's time for her to make her way back west. And, um, you know, maybe that is where ultimately season five will wrap up. Yeah, if I had money to bet, I, I, I would guess that that she finally decides to let let marine be um at the end of the season but uh you know we'll we'll see it's it'll be a big change no matter uh no matter how it goes yeah and uh you know speaking of how season five will wrap um interested to get you know your thoughts on that you mentioned daenerys um you know one thing that kind of jumped uh into my mind and there's not really much to take away from the trailer to suggest this, but just knowing how, um, well, not book five ends because it's, <laughs> that's not the end of book five, but, uh, you know, Jon Snow and his quote unquote death, mm-hmm. um, I think would be, um, uh, you know, a major uh, blow, uh, and shock to, to those who are unsullied. Um, but, uh, you know, Again, it's traditionally Game of Thrones, their their big moment comes in episode nine. Mm-hmm. And then they have sort of the, I wouldn't call it resolution, but you, you, you have the falling action from episode nine and even going back as far as, you know, Baylor, episode nine. Yeah. In the first season, Ned gets his head chopped off. Okay, well, what happens after that? Um, you know, um, episode nine, I think in, in the second season was the Battle of Blackwater. And of course, season three, the Red Wedding. Uh, and I think this uh, this past season was the Mountain of the Viper, right? So, and then the, the, the Wall, the huge battle. Oh, yeah, wall. absolutely. So, and, and it looks like, yeah, it does look like they're doing... Every season, it looks like there's this giant ba- set piece, whether it's a battle or the wedding massacre or... But this season, it looks like it's this uh, this battle at Hardhome, which uh, kind of... The, the trailers are really emphasizing it, like this wildling village, which may or may not be attacked by you know, white walkers. It's uh it um 
Yeah, that's probably going to be the big action set piece of the season. Now, whether that is going to be at the end of the season or more towards the middle, um, it, it's going to be a giant, massive sequence for the show where John and the Night's Watch will have to, and and the Wildlings will have to sort of like prove their whether they can work together or not. So whether, um, yeah, but I I, th- I think John's assassination quote unquote, whether it, whether it sticks or not, that probably will happen at the end of the season. The, I, I could absolutely see the circumstances around it being maybe slightly changed, but I mm-hmm. think that could, uh, that could, and Twitter will break happen. possibly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it, it's funny though. I, and I'm, I, I would think majority of people who have read the books, uh, don't believe that he is in fact dead. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was rereading a dance with dragons, um, this past week and I came across a Melisandre chapter and I, I mentioned this to you, uh, yesterday, there's actually a line and, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing a bit here, but when she's looking into the flames and she's, she's thinking of John or she's, she's envisioning John and it says human wolf and then human again. So you almost wonder, will he spend time as, as ghost or, you know, what kind of magic will Melisandre work to uh, keep him alive or bring him back? Um, and then that, of course, ties into her whole larger prophecy. Is he, in fact, uh, you know, the prince that was promised as mm-hmm. opposed to Stannis, who seems to be on a collision course with death at this point? They've definitely set up, um, like in last season's finale, when Melisandre and John locked eyes over over the funeral pyre. Um, they definitely um, made an instant. Um, is the phrase meat cute? Is that what they call it in the movies? It's the not, yeah, not, they were eyeballing. The, they, they, yes, yes, absolutely. So <laughs> there's definitely stuff being set up with a with those two. So I'm I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah, yeah. Well. Um, I I am too. I think there's a, there's a lot to uh to look forward to uh with this season and uh I think that uh both Sullied and Unsullied will will be happy with it. I I don't know it's it is a little nerve-wracking cuz you know somebody is who's Sullied I remember going into season 3 and it's like, "Oh, Red Wedding." You know, <laughs> you're teasing your friends and like, "What's a Red Wedding? What does that mean?" you know. And, You'll see. Yeah, You'll find out. And at th- that time of, of when sel- the Sullied can sort of slightly tease the Unsullied, that will all be done in June. I think uh I think the show's Yeah, that 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 time is almost over when when we <sighs> Yeah, it's it's done. We 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 can't we can't have our fun anymore. Uh, I, I think uh, yeah, that time is up, and uh, we're we're all excited for season five. We're anticipating more trailers being released, and uh, you know anything else that you know you saw in the trailers that you're thinking about, you know for these next couple of seasons. Any any sort of major theories that you have on your part that you know are going to kind of blow our minds? Oh gosh, well, um, see I, the. Part of me is sort of hoping that whatever the end game of the show, it will be a little more complicated than dragons versus zombies. I mean, the joy, the joy of the show is watching the political machinations and watching one family shift the balance of power and way and the way one family can 
gain power over another family and gain in closer and closer to taking the iron throne and um that's that's the the pleasure of watching the show as as cool a hook as the the white walkers and the dragons and the supernatural elements can be so if that stuff remains foregrounded the character relationships and the political relationships if if that can remain in the forefront while the inevitable zombies versus dragons special effects showdown can happen i'll be i'll I'll be happy i just hope that's not the all all it becomes yeah that's it's a great point and you know kind of going off of that though talking about the uh the political game that's being played you know two characters that are at the forefront of that that they don't even really have you 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 don't you don't consider them to be major characters but you know they've kind of been there on the surface in season one or I should say kind of underneath the surface in season one is Varys and Baelish. Yeah, the show has definitely put a lot of stock in them as kind of like the polar opposites of the the chaos versus uh, the, you know, for the good of the realm. I think think they will be, I think they'll remain so. I think that when, when it will happen, I don't know, but I think the show has invested so much into establishing their rivalry that i think that will play a part mm-hmm. in the end game of the show yeah and, and a lot of people think you know once sansa really learns the truth and inevitably i think she will about what Baelish is responsible for um that she'll probably kill him possibly <laughs> uh, I, I think there will be one final Varys littlefinger showdown at some point that would be but, cool uh, but uh and and Interesting that he has now gone east, though, in the show when we know at the end of book five he returns to King's Landing. Mm-hmm. And for the first time in a long time, because, you know, Cersei mentions many times throughout, um, you know, the, the, the books that, uh, you know, he, he's nowhere to be found. So what is he, what has he been up to? Uh, uh, in the books? Yeah. That's, uh, that's an excellent question. Um, the show may or may not shed some light. Uh, into that but um at the, i mean at the end of book five it seems like he's on the you know he kills pycelle and kevin lannister and it seems like he's very close on the verge of staging a coup on behalf of uh of a uh, the the Targary- possibly re- yeah. of, of aegon targaryen who yeah. may or may not be real but uh but it seems at the end of book five Varys is very close to declaring all out war on the Lannisters and Tyrells and um whether whether the show will find him in a similar location in a similar uh situation at the end of season 5 uh we'll just have to we'll just have yeah, to Yeah, it's a lot to kind of go through because we're we're talking about you know really his plot for for two books mm-hmm. even though he you know doesn't make an appearance until the end of book 5 you know he's gone at the end of Storm of Swords and that's mm-hmm. it we don't um we don't hear from him again. So, uh, and then interesting to see what direction Baelish goes in as well, because I think that those two are, are really, you know, Daenerys talks about the wheel, but those are the two spinning the wheel, you know, they're, the spokes. They're, yeah. They're, they're the ones who are in control. So I, I'm, I'm really interested to see how this all plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited. We're less than a month away from, from season five it's and exciting times, man. <laughs> and, and the Sully getting more Sully, I guess, so to speak. So, 
Um, we really appreciate you, uh, you know, taking the time to join us to come on to do no, the spoiler thanks. episode. I mean, we had an awesome conversation at dinner last night. All of us kind of talking about the future of the show and tried to did our best to recreate some of that for uh, for the microphone. So I, I hope that uh, I hope that was listenable for for all you fine folks listening. Yeah, no, absolutely, and uh, we appreciate it. We'll have you on again in the future. We'll talk about you know. What's going on in the season and what your thoughts are. I think that's that should be a lot of fun. And awesome. so uh thanks again. And now Eric can come from uh hiding wherever he is and crawl back out in uh, in this apartment. And uh I think he was actually just we in the next room. We we exiled him in his own in his own apartment. It's yeah. kinda of, we kinda of shipped him off to a corner in a crate. This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. As the uh, final train comes <laughs>